You're tuned to Jazz Haven, broadcasting live from studios in downtown New Haven, Connecticut, at WNHH 103.5 FM, and on the web at newhavenindependent.org, and at WETF, the jazz station, 105.7 FM, streaming at jazzradiowetf.org. You're with Stan, the man, and uh, this is a fitting way to begin Black History Month with uh, someone who has been a serious part of New Haven and Connecticut's Black history and jazz history. He was a child prodigy. He's a master drummer, an educator, a composer and arranger, a band leader, a mentor, and a humanitarian. And he grew up right here in New Haven. I'm honored to welcome to Jazz Haven Radio, Jesse Cheese Hamid. Hey, Jesse. Hey, Stan. Thank you for having me here. Well, welcome aboard. <laughs> and... Um, before we, we go any further, I'd like to uh, find out from you, uh, who, gave, who gave you the nickname Cheese? There's two levels of that. All right. One. Well, we, we got a little bit of time. We're just beginning, so go, go with two, it. Two, two levels of that. Um, here, uh, there was a friend of ours, his name was Freddie Harris. And Freddie Harris was the first one that, that called me Cheese. And then throughout my uh, uh, travels, everybody calls me Cheese. Another level because they say my spirit is smile. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I can understand it. You know, you're always ready for a photograph. Say, you don't have to say Cheese. You're ready. <laughs> All right. Sounds good. So um, now it. I, I mentioned um, in this little intro here that uh, you were a child prodigy. Now that's how that's something that I, I, I was surprised when I I saw it, read it on the internet. No, I, I don't consider myself a child prodigy. Oh, of course you no, wouldn't. No, 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 I, no I, I don't. I don't. I wasn't. I wasn't a child prodigy, but I I had a little bit of talent. And um, at an early age. At an early early age. All right. Well, let's talk about that. Tell us. You about know. That. Um, uh, there was a lot of challenges. As far back as I can remember, I always heard rhythms. And my, my mother and father said that as soon as I was able to grab a spoon or anything in my uh, independent grip, when I had control, I started beating out rhythms. You know, so my parents used to get me drums for Christmas and all that. <laughs> wow, okay. And, uh, well, my, that's something that most parents will say, wait a minute, no, too much noise. So, that's yeah, great. Yeah, yeah, my parents, they were, they were extremely supportive of, uh, of, of me. And then, um, in, the, in the neighborhood, we used, to, we used to play parade because uh, that was one of the big things. I grew up in the Dixville neighborhood. As you know, uh, back in the 1940s, I was born in 1941. So back in the, in the 40s and early 50s, um, there were some tight neighborhoods. We had Dixville. Um, we had uh, Grand Avenue, Congress Avenue, 
Oak Street, um, over by by Orchard, up that way, you know. So, um, and a um, little bit on Shelton Avenue. But most but, of the music was in the Dixwell neighborhood. The yeah. live live music, the clubs, and that kind of thing. Yeah, the clubs. Most of the clubs was in, in the Dixwell area. Mm-hmm. And um, so, so we used to have have the, have the parades. So in the Dixwell area. Anything they had to do with, with making some music, there was me and some other people. They would come and give it to us. Billy Fitch, who, who um, Billy Fitch was a child. Kunga play. Yeah, I, yeah. I know Billy Fitch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Kungas, uh, uh, bongos, uh, uh, maracas, piano. But Bill, Bill was really a child prodigy. Yeah, and was self-taught. Yeah, yeah. Well, no, not no, 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 no. He wasn't self-taught. No. Oh no no. Okay. <laughs> All right. Were you were you self taught? Um Well one uh, thing uh, I uh, one uh, thing uh, I uh, know. Uh, let, 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 let me go back to Bill Fitch now. All right, well, All right. one thing I know though, um today if uh, somebody wants to learn about jazz, they can go to college. There are jazz curriculums in some high schools. Now what where did you learn to play jazz? Okay. So now let's 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 back up a little bit. About about the self taught. So back um, around uh, 1948, 49, Paul Huggins, he was, uh, he passed away, I don't know, about five years ago, maybe. Time flies. So Paul, I don't know who taught Paul, but Paul knew all of these traditional Afro-Cuban rhythms. And so he had myself, Bill Fitch, and some others, and he and he taught us all, all, all of these rhythms. So Paul taught us these rhythms. Building. Okay, and I did, I did. how old was he at the time? Uh, Paul was probably about 13. He's about five years older than us. So he was a prodigy, too. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was a community yeah, of yeah. child prodigies. <laughs> so so, so what, what we did, um, we just practiced from 1940, uh, 49, 48, 49, 80, 49, and 50, something like that. Yeah. So we used to practice. And back then... People didn't have um, refrigerators like not like we have now. We had had ice boxes, so the ice box ice man used to come, ice man, ice man, <laughs> with with the horse and the buggy, mm-hmm. and so we'd be on the Ashman Street, and, and we would uh, there, there was projects. Also, there was private houses like the house I lived in was the house right next to the project. It was uh, six 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 uh, 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 apartments, but we was on the third floor, and there were other places like that had third third uh, third floor apartments, and so. Iceman, no way he could service all those people. So all the boys, that was one of our um, um, areas that we made some money. You know, so uh, you had to be an entrepreneur back then to, you know, to to to, to make it for yourself. So we used to we used to uh, help carry the, the ice up to the Iceman. Mm-hmm. We used to go to people's houses and people had kerosene um, stoves, so we would carry a, a kerosene for people and. When uh, people moved out of the apartment, we'd get the clothes hangers and sell them, the rags and sell them, the old newspapers to take them and sell them on Dixon Avenue, what we didn't sell to the rag man. So we we saved money, and we bought our own uniforms as as we were learning the rhythms. Paul was, every day, Paul would teach us that we would work out of Billy Fitch's house. His mother was Nelly What Fitch. was the name of the band? The name of the band was called the Cuban Knights. The Cuban Knights. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So, so after we 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 saved enough money and we bought bought our instruments, we uh we also bought some uniforms. We had some nice uniforms. We had the 
those like Cuban uh, uh, tuxedo shirts with the ruffles on the sleeve. Oh, okay. All and right. we both bow ties, <laughs> cummerbund, uh, uh, tuxedo pants with the stripe on the side and, and patent leather shoes. <laughs> so we were sharp. Mm-hmm. And we, and we, we bought it ourselves, young boys. For sure. So uh, 1951, I was so 10. How many people were in this? How many kids? Oh, there's about, oh, maybe, maybe about seven, eight of us. And then then Freddie Harris, I think it was, and uh, what's her name? I think her name was Marlene. Uh, she dates the dance. And they, 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 were, they were great dancers. They would dance the mambo and the cha-cha and all that. Oh. And then another thing that tied into that, this this is a very formative part of, of, of my uh, 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 musical career was going on. So we had a, a teacher named Miss McDonald. And then we also had Miss Grant, Helene Grant. What so, school was this? Winchester? Winchester School. At that time, Isidore okay. Wexler was the principal. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So Helene Grant, she was the teacher, and Miss McDonald was the teacher. Okay. Um, so, so we would um, um, we learned all the, the, the how to dance, how to dance the mambo, the cha cha, the merengue, the tango, the foxtrot, you know, uh, the the, the uh, waltz, even, even uh, how how to do the the uh, square dancing. Dosido, your partner. I mean, they they both of them they were great. So I was in Miss McDonald's class, and so Miss McDonald went. To, one time she heard us beating some rhythms. We beating the handbone. So uh, you familiar, familiar with the handbone, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. And, all right. And, 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 and which, which is based on 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 the, uh, one of the claves. You know, clave means uh, not not just the two sticks that you hit, but clave really means the uh, root of the rhythm, right? Mm-hmm. So so. Um, so that clave, that's all in the handbow. That's 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 all in the gospel music. Okay. It's, it's, it it uh it, it just transcends it. it. It travels, you know, uh, uh, makes its way to all 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 of our all of all of our different music. So anyway, so Miss McDonald taught us all the dances, and that was the whole class, right? And so Miss McDonald saw us what we was doing, so she encouraged us, me and Billy Fitch, Alma uh, Huckabee, some other other people. We uh, um did our first performance was the handbone performance. <laughs> and the the, the the children loved it, and the school, the teachers loved it. And, and back then, we wore. Um, you don't need the instruments for that. Yeah, right, right. Yeah, yeah. Oh, excuse me for hiccuping. The, the body's the instrument. Mm. So, meantime, Paul is is honing our skills, teaching teaching us these the, the rhythms. So Paul taught us. I have to give credit where it's due. Paul taught us on that that level. God gave us the talent, but we were playing the rhythms correct. And right now. Uh, I, I'm I'm uh, one of the best maraca players because Paul taught me. Mm. <laughs> yeah, okay. I play maracas. The people look at me now. They mock. Oh man, you play the maracas. Oh, I was playing. I'm playing the same way I did when I was like ten years old, eleven years old. Cause it's the way Paul Paul taught me. And, and, and <laughs> so, what role does a, a tambourine play in all of this? Okay, now, so now now the tambourine. Just let me stay stay here where we are now first. So then we started performing as as the uh, Cuban Knights. So we started working in different community centers, the the Jewish community centers, you know, different African American uh, centers. Uh, we even worked. There was one of the places that they used to bring bands in back in the, in the early fifties, Eagles Hall. It's not there now. A lot of uh, big name groups came in. There. We uh, uh, performed there twice. Opened up for a couple of groups in Eagles Hall. So we we uh we did a lot at at the district community house. The district community house, the old district community house used to be on. Uh, 
Uh, I forgot the address. Further, further down Dixwell. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I know where you're near, talking near, about. Near the house. Close, of, closer near, toward Broadway. Yeah, well, not not that far, but by uh, by the House of Prayer. Right. Yeah, uh, uh, over there. So that was that was the original Q House. As a matter of fact, I still have my uh, my original card. 1945. Your membership? De- December. Q-House membership? Yeah, ni- oh. December 1945. Okay. okay. <laughs> so right. I was, uh, what, four years old, getting ready to turn five? Yeah, got born at 41. Yeah, yeah. so anyway, so now, so that's where I, um, I learned Afro-Cuban from, from Paul, mm-hmm. Paul Huggins. And that's an integral part of, of my, my plan. Now, uh, in the church I used to attend, that's Pitch Chapel, the church I went to was Free Free Baptist Church. And we used to we uh it used to be I think on Webster Street, but far back as I remember when we was on, on Ashman Street when I when I was born. And that church, they was a groove in that church, man. And the tambourines. So I I would hear um the the uh um the polyrhythmics uh uh sounds of the tambourine and I said oh man it, was, it just touched my heart so much so I, I, would, I would hear the whole m- macro rhythm of it going on people clapping their hands and doing the tambourines and that's uh, that's in my plan all, all that's in my plan now what, what, the claves the tambourine you know the, uh, uh, the, the uh, hymns for the church all of that and then um also, some of the some some of what's in West Africa is that, that's in my in my genetic memory, you know. So all all of that's in me, you know. <laughs> so and 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 as far as uh, uh, uh self you know self taught, I was talking about there weren't institutions. So th- that's true, and even in the in the sixties, there's only a few places that you could you can learn. Fifties and sixties, even the HBCUs. They weren't teaching jazz. Right. One of my friends, he got uh, almost expelled because they caught him uh, uh, practicing jazz in, 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 the, in, the, in the music room at Howard University. Mm. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's interesting. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, so, um, so uh, we learned from each other. We learned from the master. New Haven was a was a university. <laughs> All of the this different uh, jazz musicians came in town, mm-hmm. and uh, we we were on what was called the Chitlin Circuit. So a lot of groups came in. You know, there was the, the, the Monterey, hosted a lot of groups, and you know, Mr. Greeny, Rufus, Rufus Greeny, he uh, being the uh, uh, big entertainer that, that he was, and the, all the people he knew, even people like Nat King Cole and others, you know, Ella Fitzgerald. Billy Holiday. Uh, they, they, would, they would come come through this way and stop at the Monterey. Bird. Yeah, Bird. Yeah, so many, so many people, you know. Yeah. And, uh, and 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 then also we had had an, another nice spot too that was that was that was really classy that was the uh, uh, playback that was Willie Ruff's. Willie Ruff from Winchester. Yeah, Winchester Avenue. Over there. Yeah. We had the Golden Gate. You know, we had a, a, a recorder club, the Democratic club, the Musicians Club. Uh, you know, all all all, all these different. Uh, uh, Golden Gate. Yeah, 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 yeah. So many, uh, so many, so many places. You know? Yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah. So yeah, New yeah. Haven was, in fact, a. Uh, a mecca, a and, mecca. And, <laughs> and and strategically located between yeah. Boston and New York. Yes, yes, yes. So yes. that's uh, that's a good place to be. Right, and we had a lot, a lot of New York uh, musicians. 
come because it's so easy. They can jump right on the train, you get right here. Mm-hmm. They couldn't get to Hartford that easy. They didn't get to Bridgeport that easy, but Bridgeport has something happening, but not like New Haven. Yeah. Hartford had a lot happening, but not like New Haven. <laughs> okay. Well, um, one thing I wanted to uh, make sure we, we covered before we went any further, uh, you have a concert on Friday evening. Yes. You want to talk about that a little bit or may yes. at least mention it? Yes, yes. That is, that's at the um, uh, Spray Hall at Yale, uh, right at the corner of uh, Wall and College. It's, um, it's a series it's called the Elegant Series. It was started, I think, oh, about 30, 40 years ago, something like that by... Uh, Back um, in the uh, 70s, I yeah, guess, yeah, yeah, 72, yeah, I yeah, think yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah, it might be, yeah, that's about 40, something, about 50 years now. Yeah. Yeah, that's what Willie, Willie Ruff mm-hmm. that. I forgot what year it started. So he uh, brings in different artists, and now... Um, well, since you mentioned he brings in different artists now, this has been going on for about 50 years, I yeah. believe... You were the first New Haven musician to play in this series. I don't know. Oh, uh, can you think of any, any any other? Did Dickie Myers play there? I don't think so. Did, 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 uh, wow. Uh, <laughs> any, anybody else you can think of? I I think not. Well, that's, that's oh, my wow. my I, guess. Oh wow! Since you mentioned that, I don't I don't think so. Yeah, I don't so, think so either. I because I, wow. well, one thing Willie Ruff was about bringing musicians here from out of town to help. You know, work in the school system right. with the kids, and so I think you're the first New oh, Haven wow. musician to oh, play wow. in this Ellington <laughs> Jazz Series. Oh, beautiful! Wow, uh, I, I didn't know. I didn't know that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, now uh, your group and, Ele- Elevation. Who's in that group? Band? Okay. Uh, I started Elevation back in 1976. Oh. So, and I used different people at different times. You know, just like our Blakey, you know, Horace Silver, them, you know, Miles, and, you know, training them to use different people. And on this performance, I have um, Rodney Jones on guitar. We have a long relationship. We've been uh, working together, doing different things since 19, about 1979, something like that. I think it was somewhere around in there. Mm-hmm. No, uh-huh. no, I think it was before 79. Yes, before, before, before 79. Definitely. That's about fifty-year relationship too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah before seventy-nine, um, and then um, he's 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 great. Rodney has performed with just about everybody. You know, uh, one time I, I direct the uh, summer jazz camp. It's, we call it summer jazz program because we had to stop calling it a camp. To have a camp legally in the state, you have to have a kitchen and other other facilities there. So we call everything program. Mm-hmm. So, I had Rodney, the first time I had Rodney as a guest, he, he brought in some uh, prizes. So, the prizes were, if you could name someone that I have not performed with, then you get the prize. <laughs> <laughs> I saw that list. We we don't have enough time on yeah. this show yeah, yeah. to go over all the people that yeah, you yeah. worked with, yeah, either yeah. recording with, traveling with. Uh, just playing within a club uh, or in a jam session, it's amazing. Yeah. It's amazing. Now, and our saxophone, have uh, Talib Kibway. Uh, we, we work together. I, I also, uh, Talib is also on, on my uh, CD, Sign of the Times, and so is Rodney Jones. Okay, he's, he, he's known as that. TK Blue? TK Blue. Okay. Yeah, yeah Talib Kibway, known as T, TK Blue. and he's, he's done a lot of work with a lot of people. 
he was here before with Randy Weston at, at Sprague Hall. And um, I have um, Nat Reeves. Nat um, Reeves, he just he just retired. For, he's on bass. And, and Talib Kibway, TK Blue, is, is uh, playing uh, alto, soprano, and, and flute. Uh, Roddy Jones is on guitar. Nat Reeves is on bass. He up, retired up. from where? From Pardon me? What you said uh Nat Reeves just retired. He's not oh, performing? Retired, he, he, no, oh no, no, he's performing. He's retired from teaching. Oh, okay. He was at the Jackie Mack uh, right. Institute yes, yes, at yes, yes, uh, yes, the Hart yes, School right. of Music. Yes, yes, yes. Okay. Yeah, matter of fact, uh, he 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 owes his uh, retirement, he says, to Jackie Mack because Jackie Mack Jackie McLean, for those who don't know who Jackie Mack is, mm-hmm. <laughs> the great Jackie McLean. Who uh, started that, that that program? So, um, Jackie um, had they had a uh, Nat as a he 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 was uh, wasn't full time. He was adjunct. So um, Jackie said, "Nah, I want him full time, so he get the full benefits, and everything." He said, "If you can't do that, take my name off the program." <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's so, serious. Yeah, so now Nat is. Uh, uh, retired from that, and he's but he's he's um he's just performing and he still helps some people on the side. You know, all of us we still help help help, help the younger people out, doing things that he can in, in the community. Mm-hmm. And someone donated five hundred thousand dollars in Nat's name, and for Nat to be on a committee to oversee it, they're going to give a student. Fifty thousand dollars a year for ten years. Wow, that's excellent. Isn't that beautiful? It's that's excellent. that's because of the TLC dedication that Nat Reeves put in with his students while they were there. Understandable. Yeah, yeah. Wow. And then we have an, an, another uh, a, a younger person on piano. That's um, Zakai Curtis. Zakai Curtis, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. He's one of the Curtis brothers. One of the Curtis brothers. When I first heard them. They were. Um, Teenagers, I don't know, maybe 13, 14, 15, something like that. There were, there were, there was three of them, but but on the band it was him and uh, Luquez. Luquez plays bass. Bass, yeah. Right? yeah. Oh, they could play, and they had they had a group um, called uh, Insight, and Insight was uh, based on the name of a tune that Bill Fitch had wrote, written because he, but Bill Fitch, what I didn't mention before, when he was nineteen, he joined Cal Jada. And he did this recorded with Cal Jada. He's all of the great girls. They know about Bill Fitch. Mm. They, they know about Bill Fitch. So, so that that, that their name was uh, the uh, it was Insight after after Bill Fitch's, and then they changed it to something else, and then the Curtis Brothers. Right. Okay. Um, we're gonna uh, play some music from some of the guys that are in your band. Uh, but let me just say once again. Uh, this performance is part of the Ellington Jazz Series. It's Friday evening, 7.30 p.m. at the Morse Recital Hall on the Yale campus. And uh, the name of your band is Elevation. Rodney Jones on guitar, TK Blue saxophones and reeds, Nat Reeves on the bass, and Zakai Curtis on piano. Jesse Hameen the second on the drums. <laughs> and uh, we got a tune that you wrote called Elevation that's on uh, 
your uh, your last recording, um, Sign of the Times. And uh, here it is, Elevation, Jesse Hameen II. Thank you. 
And going down in the background, that's Jesse Hameen II, our special guest here in the studio in Jazz Haven. And uh, the tune we heard was Elevation, which is the name of his band that will be performing on Friday night. And Jesse, uh, you wanted to mention uh, who else is on this recording. Yes. So again, that was Ch- uh, Charles Erlin, the great Monty Birder, who who's on uh, on organ. The Hammond B three. Hammond B three organ, uh-huh. Monty Burner, uh-huh. and the great uh, 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 Benny Powell, trombonist, who's he was on over a hundred recorders with Count Basie, okay. and, he, and he's on there. So with him. Rodney Jones, TK Blue, and and myself, and we did it. That was recorded at George Benson Studio. We we had a, we had a, we had a big fun that day. Where is that located? Uh, that was in uh, New New Jersey, oh. in the T-Neck, T-Neck area. T-Neck, New Jersey. New Jersey. Yeah. And Charles Erlin, I met Charles Erlin here in New Haven because uh, I was working at the Golden Gate, and Charles came into the to the um, um, Monterey. So they told me about Charles. Told show Charlie about me. So, so that next, when we got off, we um, we start talking. So we said, let's meet in the morning. So uh, Mr. Greeny, Rufus Greeny, used to allow all the musicians in the daytime. We would come in there and we would jam all through the week, you know. So uh, Charlie and I went in there and we hit. Soon we hit. We said, oh man, you know that was like it was a match, you know. So uh, I met Charlie right here in New Haven. That's one. That's one of the beautiful things about New Haven. Mm. And we went on to record and we became great friends. And that's. Grover Washington Jr. That's how he um, really got his 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 first big start was with the album with Charles Earl that we did that was live at the Key Club uh, called uh, with Killer Joe on there. You know, so there's so much history here. But I just want to make make mention of that. Okay, I appreciate it. Uh, one of the things I did want to mention is that uh, tickets are still available for the uh, Ellington Jazz Series featuring. None other than Jesse Hameen II here and uh, his band Elevation uh, this Friday, 7.30 p.m. at the Morse Recital Hall. And for tickets, you can go to music.yale.edu or you can call 203-432-4158. The Jazz Haven Jazz Calendar is a quick rundown of some of the jazz in the area this week. It's Wednesday, and each and every Wednesday you can join drummer Gil Hawkins and his jazz collective at the Owl Shop, 268 College Street, downtown New Haven. Performance is from 9 until midnight, and there's no music cover. NMCC. On uh, Friday, join New Haven's master drummer Jesse Hameen II and Elevation at Yale University's Morse Recital Hall, 470 College Street on the Yale campus, beginning at 7.30 p.m. General admission tickets start at $23 and at $10 for students. Go to music.yale.edu or call... 203-432-4158.
And for that unique audio experience, join jazz historian Frank Cochran on Fridays for a happy hour jazz at the Institute Library on the third floor at 847 Chapel Street, downtown New Haven. From 5.30 to 7 p.m., come and listen to rare and classic jazz recordings from the Institute's extensive vinyl collection. Each week, he features a different artist or genre. It's free, and BYOB, donations are accepted. Over at the Palace Theater Poli Club, 100 East Main Street, Waterbury, it's drummer Felipe Lem and uh, his trio. Two shows, 7 p.m. and 9 p.m. Admission is $32. For tickets, you can call 203-346-2000. And this weekend up at the Side Door Jazz Club, Connecticut's premier jazz spot, at the Old Lime Inn, 85 Lime Street, Old Lime. On Friday, it's Michael Weiss and his quartet featuring Eric Alexander. General admission is $45 and $25 for students. On Saturday, it's well-known drummer Joe Chambers and his trio. General admission for that performance is $50 and $30 for students. Go to thesidedoorjazz.com or call 860-434-0886. And on Saturday, February 4th, it's that historic jazz jam at Cafe 9, 250 State Street, downtown New Haven. 4 to 7 p.m., all musicians are welcome to sit in after the first set. No music covered, M.M. CC. Then on Sunday, February 5th, there's a jazz brunch at the Lobster Shack, 3 Cozy Beach Avenue, East Haven, and it goes from 11 a.m. to 1.30 p.m. This Sunday's featured artists are bassist Phil Bowler and guitarist Joe Carter. For reservations and info, call 483 483- 203-483-8414. And uh, there's that long-standing jazz brunch on Sundays at Quattro's Italian Restaurant and Bar, 14 Water Street, Guilford, featuring Jeff Fuller and his well-known trio with Darren Litzy on piano and Ben Bellello on the drums. From noon to 3 p.m., no music cover NMCC. Then on Monday, February 6th, once again, it's Pat Todd's Tuxedo Junction. That's that swinging 17-piece big band at the Guilford VFW Hall, 104 Mill Road, Guilford, from 7 to 8.30 p.m. NMCC. Tuesday, February 7th, join vocalist Kevin St. James and his quintet at Christopher Martin's 860 State Street, New Haven. Music is from 8 to 11 p.m. NMCC. That concludes the jazz calendar, so go to jazzhaven.org for the complete calendar and updates. And you should check out some live jazz this week. It's America's only 
original or fool. So Jesse, you um, you uh, performed with Gloria Lynn. You recorded with her, and uh, yes. I guess you've done some other things with her as well. Yeah, I recorded with her. Um, as a matter of fact, Rodney Jones on that recording. Yes, we uh, Rodney, yeah, we we recorded and we performed a lot of people together. We um, Ruth Brown. We uh, worked worked with Ruth Brown. Um, I worked with her her last 12 years. Rodney worked with her longer than that. And uh, we did a lot of performances with, with Ruth Brown. She was, she was a, Ruth Brown was a master. Lori Lynn was a master. And I look around, you know, I said, wow, I, I was very fortunate, extremely fortunate during my, during my career. You know, I was just, just a little guy, just wanted to make a living doing what I love. And you, uh, you even... Uh... I guess played at the Apollo Theater with Curtis Mayfield and the Impression. Oh yes, uh, and I've I worked with other other groups too. And it was nice to serve with the big band there at the, at the Apollo. But the very last time that Curtis Mayfield and the Impression worked at the Apollo, yes, I was the, I was the drummer ah. with with uh, with, uh, with them. Okay. That was that was great. Uh -huh. Curtis was a real good uh, chess player. For him and I, on a lot of the breaks, we would be in the dressing room playing chess. Oh. <laughs> oh. Yeah, he was. Uh, he met a tragic uh, death. I think something fell on him. Yeah, uh, lighting or yeah, something. Yeah, yeah that's a serious loss because uh, he was uh, quite a vocalist. Quite oh, yeah, a vocalist. not just a vocalist, but uh, a human being, uh, uh, big contributions, a great writer. I mean, his, his writing. You know, uh, um, uh, he was. He was. Uh, he he uh, made a mark. Yeah, he, he made a mark. You know, with production. Uh, oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. And he, he always had music with a message. Music with a message. That's music what I'm talking about. with a message. Writing. And and that, that that's that's what's happening with, with me. Uh, all all of my music has a message in it. Even the, the song Elevation. It's um I, I don't know if I, I, I can remember all the words by now, but it's saying uh, that um, we want to sing and shout. What elevation is all about. We just don't entertain. Don't play games. So when we perform our songs, we are demonstrating our love for you. We go throughout the world with a positive message to elevate the minds of all the people, to, to help to bring their minds with more inspiration, to keep them strong, to conquer wrong throughout the world. Um, 
So we express to you what Elevation is, is, uh, intends to do. We can't do it alone. We need you. So let's unite our minds. It's really about the time. Let's uh-huh. go. So that's what, that's what Elevation is. That's, that's All right. What talking about. Now, uh, <laughs> you wrote those lyrics as well? Yes. As well as the, uh, yeah, the, the when, music. When I originally recorded, it, it was done with, with the lyrics. Who? who that, that, that who was, did somebody sing? Uh... <laughs> it, was, uh, it was me and Roland Prince. Oh, is that <laughs> no, no, no. is that available anyway? Uh, I, I I can get you a copy of that. Oh, okay. <laughs> all right, all right. Multi talented. <laughs> see, we're learning something. We I, I certainly never knew knew that. He <laughs> yeah, sings that, too. Oh, well, I'm not ready to sing. What happened? <laughs> I, I wanted Leon Thomas to sing on that one, but but Leon Thomas couldn't do it. So we's at rehearsal. So the other musicians, leave my wife and my children. And I'm saying, wow, I wanted Leon to do this. So uh, Le- Leon wasn't able to do it. I worked with Leon Thomas too for like 21 years. We we were tight, you know. Uh, so anyway, I see uh, Pharaoh Sanders as well. Yes. Yeah. 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 A lot of the gigs, uh, Pharaoh was on them. Um, now, Nat Reeves, for the last part of Pharaoh's life, he he uh, worked with Pharaoh. So so with with, with Leon, um, Pharaoh did some of the gigs. Some some of the gigs, but but uh, most of Leon's gigs. I was Leon's first call, you know. For about you know, since I think it started in nineteen, I started with Leon about nineteen seventy, I think it was somewhere around there, mm. seventy seventy one, and then I you know I was working with him for a long 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 time. I, I had a lot of people I worked with. I was their first call. I was very fortunate. Through my whole career, I never. Got got fired off any 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 job. All the bands that I was with, I just I left or whatever my own. I was I was I was really really blessed and mm-hmm. and, and and was never uh, unemployed. Un- unemployment is a stranger to me. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, I never experienced that. <laughs> that's that's a good thing. From from the age of how old? Ten? Five. Five to. Because I was five years old, I used to go to the store for neighbors. Mm-hmm. You know, and they would. Uh, Get things that I, I could deal with, and, and put put the uh, put the note in there, and you go to the store because the store was right across the street on Aspen Street. It was um, Molly's Extra Art Store, and then right down the corner was another store called Kamanuchi, right at Gregory and Aspen Street. So um, I don't know what it is to to uh, be unemployed. How, how old are you now? Right now, I'm a youngster. I I'll be 82 March 17th. Okay. Wow. And and you know something? Octogenarian. <laughs> <laughs> you, you you know um this is this is um everything works works out good because oh that's my that's a, my timer. <laughs> tell, tell them to call back. Oh, that's the uh the meter? No, that's that was the meter. That's the other timer to remind me about the meter. <laughs> oh, okay. Cuz we up up here in the studio and I have to, you know, uh, renew it when it comes time. But anyway, um um, I lost a point. I was saying uh, about unemployment. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, working, uh, working for almost eighty years. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, so. Um, anyway, I was talking to someone a couple of uh, days ago, a drummer friend of mine. So he says, you know, Alvin Carter uh, Jr. up in Hartford. So his father plays djembe drums. So. I'm a little older than his father. His father was born in 1941 also, but his father was born like uh, September, October, something like that. So I'm about six months older than his father. 
So his father's not really a jazz drummer, he, he, he plays djembe. So he says, um, he said, wait a minute, you know something? He said, you older than my father. He said, but right now, I don't think I know any drummers that's older than you in Connecticut. I said, no, it has to be some. Nowhere in the world, it has to be some. He said, let's think. So he couldn't think of any, I couldn't think of any. So I've been calling around, to, and so has he, to some of the other musicians, say, are there any other, other active jazz drummers in uh, Connecticut right now, older than uh, uh, 81, 82? And so far, we haven't found anybody. I said, no, no, this can't be, man. I'm, telling you, I'm, I'm the elder statesman. Elder statesman. <laughs> no, man, that time, time really flew. That's the case. Yeah. Well, so, I'll, I'll, I'll bet on one thing, that you probably have the longest career uh, than any any drummer in Connecticut and maybe anywhere else. If you started performing well, at I, the age of, what, five, six? I started, no, at the age of, we started doing actual performance at the age of 10, professionally, but we, yeah. got, we got paid at the uh, age of 10. Wow. <laughs> well, there's, there's a lot of other people that, that uh, have, have done that that's around the country that's, you know, a little older than me that started when they were young, but talking about right here in, in, in Connecticut. But I'm going to go on the search, though, and find out and if anybody in the listening audience uh, knows anybody that's an active jazz drummer, uh-huh. then uh, contact Jazz Haven and uh, through, through this show. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm curious to know. <laughs> let, let me ask you uh, about Christian Sands. Oh, Christian Sands, that's, that's one of your mentees. The, that's, that is the ultimate, uh, one, of, one of the ultimate child prodigies. When I, when I first uh, heard Christian, Someone told me about him. I was at neighborhood music school, so at the recital hall. So I was talking to somebody outside. I said, "Look, I have to go inside." There's a, there's a young boy. I have to. I have to hear. So, so, um, so after after this person performing there, it was like a session we had. We have back then. We have the uh, faculty used, used to perform on Sunday afternoon. Then after the faculty performs the first set, just like a lot of a lot of places. Then the was open open for jam sessions. A lot of the students got a chance to play with the faculty and with the, each other. So I said, well, after this, this person, um, somebody get ready to play now, I heard a cu- couple of chords. So I thought it was an adult. So I said, I'm going inside. I said, whoever this is, they're sounding great. So s- someone said, that's Christian. I said, Christian? So I went in there, I said, oh, man. I said, wow, I'm Christian. It sounded so great. So I told his parents about the, the um, group that we were in, the um, Cuban Knights. I said, I wish someone had recorded us when we was that young. So I said, I think you should record Christian right now, even though he's still developing. So his parents said, that's a good idea. So they were doing a search, and we were trying to find, I was trying to help them find some um, young musicians that could enhance what he's doing and hang, and hang with him, you know, uh, continuity-wise. Mm-hmm. And there were some good high schoolers. Christian was 12 years old. <laughs> but... None of them could hang on, on his level. So I said, look, no problem. Case, case closed and the, and the problem is solved. Said, how's, how's it solved? I said, I'll get Jeff Fulham. Jeff Fulham, I said, we'll do it with him. And here it is. That's, no, that's not it.
I really hate to talk over music, but we are sort of getting short on time. And I uh, just want to mention that's Christian Sands, Jesse Hameen II, and Jeff Fuller. Christian Sands was 12 years old at the time. I don't know how old you guys were. Um, Christian's 30 now, 31. Yeah, but how old were you at that time? Well, you got it. 2002. 2002. How many years ago was that? 20 21, years, 20, 21 years 20 ago. 21 years ago. Yeah. I was 60. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> 60 going on 62. Yeah. yeah yes. Well, <laughs> this, this this album is great, man. Um, it, let's, let's hear a little bit of it and play it. All right. Give your life to God. Yeah, yeah. Yep. And uh, we got uh, just enough time to play it right now. Okay. Okay. Thank you all for listening to Jazz Haven, broadcasting from studios in downtown New Haven, Connecticut. Streaming at newhavenindependent.org and the jazz station WETF 105.7 FM. Streaming on the web at jazzradiowetf.org. Your host has been Stan the Man, and we hope you've enjoyed the music. We've had a great time playing it. And uh, we look forward to the next time when we'll see you on the radio. Taking us home, and we also want to thank Jesse Harmeen II uh, for coming and uh, <laughs> tell you know, just uh, it, this is a great way to begin Black History Month, as I said at the beginning. Um, you know, uh, there's a whole lot more I'm sure we could talk about. I got a lot, uh, I mean. This we, is great. We have to do it again. Yeah, that's the answer to that one. We needed more time. That's the answer to that one. But I hope I hope you can uh, so people can see the development of Christian. How Christian performed. Uh, we recorded uh, one of my tunes, "Give It Like to God." Okay, and that and that's on the, that's on the same album that I. Um, this is this is new, but it's a re- new redemption of the one that I did in in, in uh, 1984. <laughs> okay, and this uh, recording is called Rising. Yeah, the, and, yeah, the album is Rising. And uh, who's on there? Oh, I forgot who was, who, who was on there. Uh, okay, it's you and Christian Sands. Micah Setters on bass. All right. Uh, well, it's your composition. 
And unfortunately, we can't go too much further, but That's right, we're going to play that to close out. This is it. Jesse how means give your life to God. Oh,